So what what are you in Vegas for? The summer, summer league? league? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. How's I like that been? you got all the sponsors, man. You all shark tanked out. You gotta right? get you the got, happy dads. You gotta get yeah, the happy dads everywhere. I know, I know, I know. I know. We don't do sponsors. Oh, these are all yours, only yours? Yeah. This is our seltzer, Happy Dad. I knew you had that. Yeah. About what, a year ago now? I know you guys have been killing it. I think we're actually, I don't know if you've seen our, when we do our tours with Happy Dad, like we I'm physically not. shows up to the, the liquor stores and it's always like crazy. We're that's actually awesome. going to bring, uh, we're going to do with BSB with Jamie. Oh, that's even better. We're going to bring him to one of our tours and like help promote Insane. BSB. Yeah, that's been awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I love that stuff. How's the summer league? Summer league, you know, ups and oh, downs. No. Yeah. It, I mean, it's cool just to see everybody, but, um, you know, watching other games, they're just sloppy, right? But they're fun. You like anybody? Yeah, I mean, like, like our guys, Jaden Harden. Yeah. Yeah, he, Jaden Harden is really good. What about uh, Chet Hologram? He's got a lot yeah, of people. Yeah, you know, he's going to have to get stronger, but he, he's talented. Yeah. Talented, I think. Um, um, Bacera is, is going to be really good right off the bat. Um, Jabari Smith, I didn't really get to see play yet. But, I mean, all these guys are talented. Yeah. You know, and even if they don't, like, just dive in and hit it running, they're going to figure it out. They're j just that good. Any of your guys out here watching? Yeah, we um a bunch of our players are out here. Reggie Bullock, Dwight Powell, Maxi Kleba, um, Josh Green, um, Theo Pinson, um, Christian Wood, a whole contingency. That's good. Yeah. That's you think uh Vegas is ever gonna get an NBA team? Yeah. How do you think really it'll do, do here? Uh, With all the NHL. Crushes, yeah, NFL. I mean if, if NHL does well, I mean, yeah. I mean it's just if they just play the Lakers and Clippers, everybody'll just come down from LA and just tear it up. But yeah, they'll they'll do great here. How do you how do you go about like buying a team like that and like you make a lot of motherfucking money first <laughs> <laughs> i mean seriously i mean it's just you know it's just you've the prices keep on going up because the business keeps on getting better and it's just it's getting to the point now where it's almost impossible for a single person just to buy one you know so now you're seeing um ownership groups um come together to to buy teams and you know and there might be five ten twenty even organizations involved, but that that's what it takes. It's just, it's expensive. What What's like the business model of like owning a team? Like, is it when you take a stake in a team, is it like a long-term play? Or are you like cashing out like along the way? It just depends. Like for me, it's, it was more about winning, you know, and just because before I bought the Mavs, the Mavs sucked, right? And, you know, and I've been a basketball junkie as long as I can remember. And so it was really, all right, are you doing this as a business or are you doing it because you love basketball? And I, I'm truly a ball is life guy, man. I'll, you know, some of the best parts for me are going out before a game and getting shots up or shooting with the guys or, you know, just, yeah, no, it's really cool, man. And, and so, you know, I put, you know, winning over profits and always have, I mean, most of the years I've had the team, I have not made money. Oh, you're, you're like a, you're a player's guy though. You have a good relationship with all the players off the court. Pretty much. I mean, I'm not close to all of them. It's like any other business. You get closer to some than others. You know, you know, I was hanging out with a bunch of the guys here this weekend and having fun and it just depends, you know, it just depends on the circumstances. You think it, they it, like clean up their act when you're around? No. No? No, you know, because it's more can they keep up with me than <laughs> Oh yeah? Up. Yeah. Brad, right. do you want to get in here? Yeah, yeah I just got to change my shirt. I, I spilled coffee on the shirt. Yeah. All right, we want to give a shout out to the Win and Excess Nightclub. Love you guys. Honestly, had some some good and bad weekend. nights here. We yeah. were here last weekend. Yeah. Oh, you were? Yeah, we're back too soon. We we're here for uh, the UFC fight. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah, we're here this weekend too. <laughs> I love this spot. You ever been to any fights? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I went to um actually um got I went to um, Brad. Holy. What's, what's up, guys? Shirt guys got the, the what's my shirt is that? The it's not my extra shirt. That is not your shirt. That's okay. my shirt, bro. This is not my shirt. I dropped coffee right when I came in here. I'm sorry. Uh -huh. This is an intimidation thing for him, or what's no. going on? 
I had a shirt. That's that's tight. Yeah, you might as well not wear a shirt. We're gonna start doing push-ups. No, 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 no. It's not what it looks like. I swear. Guys trying out for the Mavs. I I spill coffee. What did I miss? Nothing. Nothing. We just get started. Just get started. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Um. No, I, I wanted to bring Mark on too because the new thing you're doing with the with the pharmacy and the and the drugs that's Cost plus that's drugs. interesting. How does how does that work? Where you're getting like the drug prices lower? So you know everybody has knows somebody who's just been messed up because of pricing the drugs, right? And in this day and age, to have to choose between your rent or your food or an emergency or your medication, that's just wrong. And so. You know, when you look at what I like to do as a business guy, as an entrepreneur, is look for industries you can disrupt, right? And when you see something that's been done the same way all the time, that's usually a good signal, a time to take a look. And when you look at the pharmaceutical industry, there's these things called pharmacy benefit managers that just act as middlemen and just squeeze a little bit from everybody so that, and as a result, prices go up for medications and, you know, even stuff that should be low cost isn't. And so what we said was, okay, could we create a... Uh, a drug, I don't want to call it a drug store, but could we create a platform where we could sell starting generics and then brand name drugs cheaper than everybody else? And if we do this outside of the traditional system of the existing system, can we be profitable and can we grow this thing so that we literally can change the game for, for medications? And that's what we did with costplusdrugs.com. So we buy, rather than going through these pharmacy benefit managers, we buy straight from the manufacturer. We post the price that we pay it for, pay for it right on costplusdrugs.com. Mark it up fifteen percent. Add three bucks for shipping and handling, five bucks for shipping for um, three bucks for pharmacy handling, and um, five bucks for shipping. And handling. So the main hit is transparency, one hundred percent. Yeah, because you don't know. Like if if you look at the price of insulin or something, you have no it's, idea why it costs what it costs. Yeah, because it's. It, I know that it could be a lot cheaper. Oh, it, there's a lot of things that can be a lot cheaper. Yeah. I mean, there's drugs, like there's a chemotherapy drug, imonitab, I think it's pronounced. And if you don't have insurance and your doctor just prescribes it, and that's for someone who has leukemia, it could be as high as $2,700. We sell it for $54. What? You know, it's yeah, that no, big is, of a price is, difference? Yeah. yeah, it's insane, right? And they look, when you're sick, you're, you, you find out you have leukemia, you go to the hospital, you go to the doctor. You, I mean, you're not in a good spot as it is. And they say, okay, you know, here's what you need. You pretty to much take. pay this or die. How can yeah. they? Like, how can they market it up is. that much? Pay this Why or die. Control, yeah. right? Does Big Pharma have like a lot of control over? Yeah, I mean, it's not even the manufacturers. The it's all these middlemen that just take their vig, take their vig, take their vig, right? And then the next thing you know, unless you are, you know, have great insurance, not just good insurance, great insurance, you're paying a shitload of money for it. And there's nobody to stop them. That's why so we're in the game. That's why we're How here. pissed it's like are they borderline you? criminal that they could like- Yeah, it, is. it really, like, really is. Are they and pissed they are off pissed. you? Yeah, fuck yeah, they are, <laughs> right? You know, our partners and stuff, they're already telling them, you know, you, you know, they can't stop them per se, but they can, you know, they all have contracts. And it's like, you know, this is the way we're enforcing the contracts. And so we might not be able to deal with this one company or manufacturer today, but the minute that contract's over- They'll come and work with us. Do, do you think that you doing this will make other people, other companies start to like follow suit and well, start to change their models? Yeah, there's two parts to that, right? Why doesn't someone else do what we do? Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, in the past they have tried, but what ends up happening is those big pharma companies just buy them. It's like you guys know as yeah. an entrepreneur, right? If someone walks in and says 200 million deal, they're going, yep, you know, we'll take it, you know, and, and, and that's how you control it. How yeah. Long then they just so control that's happened it. in the past. Yeah. Yeah. Really? But, 
my next dollar is not going to change my life and I get a lot more enjoyment just fucking them up. It's right? different. Yeah, it's totally different. And different. so I've been through that side. And so that that's on one side of it. So that's why people haven't done it before. And in terms of can someone else now come in and do it who feels the same? Well, yeah, they could, but that's not a bad thing. You know, you know, I might not make money off of it, but at the same time, if going forward, everybody gets their medications at a price they can afford. And, you know, you don't have- No, you're actually dying, making change. Changing the game. Yeah, we're yeah. changing the game. So I'm, I'm down with that. Didn't Amazon buy- Pharma yeah. company? Yeah. Well, um, and PillPack. And they're doing it too. But Amazon, you have to be a member. And most people are. But their prices are just higher. You know, could they match it? Yeah, pro obviously they could even undercut us and subsidize it. But at the same time, Amazon's so big, they don't need to do that. Yeah. You know, they you know they don't want to lose money on this because if, you know, they start subsidizing it and losing money on it, then all of a sudden, you know, that it's big. This is a big industry, right? Yeah. It's not like it's just... $10 million, why mess with it? You know, that's real money that they would lose. So I have a question. I want to take it back. Uh -huh. Okay. Um, Cause you said something earlier about like identifying something and disrupting it. Uh -huh. Like that's how you make moves now before like, cause you, you started something that was pretty groundbreaking. Right? Uh, yeah. We started the streaming industry. Yes. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Extremely groundbreaking. Yeah. You sold it. And that was like your, your first like big success. Second, second big yeah. success. Yeah. So I have a question for you. Do you think that like people, like, cause I also know that you kind of came from, from nothing. Just like normal you family. Yeah. You weren't yeah. handed anything. No, nothing. Do you yeah. think it's harder for people now to reach the level of success that you have because, um, because of a saturation? No, no. no. I, you, I think it's think, easier. You think it's easier now? I think it's easier. I mean, look at y'all, right? You all have good idea, good connection to people, right? Just went for it. And when other people might say you do A, B, and C, or you should do A, B, and C, you did D, E, and F, right? Yeah. And found your angle. And, you know, the only thing that can stop you is did, would it work or, you know, was it a good idea or not? And that's the thing. Like, you have so many tools. Like, back in the day, you know, you had to buy these big computers and, you know, shit yeah. was more expensive. Now you get a laptop or an iPad and you get an internet connection and you can have any tech the company. The world's yours right now, yeah. I think. Yeah. Social right. media too. And, and I mean, look what we're doing now, right? We're, we're doing this and you're going to have it up on YouTube and streaming it and millions of people are, are going to be able to get to it. Yeah. And it's not like you're spending millions of dollars like, like a TV show or a movie would have been 25 years ago, right? It's actually easier. Now, on one hand, the tools are, are cheaper and more accessible. The other hand, there's more competition. Yeah. Right? And I also say like there's less, I mean, it seems like there's less space. You know what I'm saying? In the sense of more yeah. competition. Like, you know, back back then you could create this the streaming thing. But now it's like it's there's already a thousand versions of it. Right. But but look again, look what you guys are doing. And so you went from, you know, it was all about Instagram and Snapchat to here's TikTok. Yeah. Right. And you you if you're first and you start rolling on TikTok, you got an itch. Then you got, you know, YouTube, right? So look at how YouTube's evolved and where you guys, you guys, how long have you guys been doing this? The podcast? You've probably yeah. been doing YouTube. I've been doing YouTube 10 years, 11 years almost. How much has it changed? So much. Oh my God. Crazy. Yeah. The evolution yeah. of YouTube's insane. Yeah. 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 I mean, and I could take you back 20 to 1998 when we started doing the first video podcast or internet broadcast. And a lot of this, it was the same stuff, right? The exact, you sit there, this type of stuff only, and you can stream it live only look like a postage stamp, right? Yeah. But- you know, it just takes creative people who are curious to try new things that have the balls to go out and do it. Yeah. You know what's funny is I see you on TikTok a little bit. Yeah, hell but yeah. I got my You're whoa. doing the dances? Uh, oh, are you yeah. Doing the dances? You're doing the dances. What? I saw it the other I'll day. Yeah, so randomly. I'll give it to you. Are yeah. you. Is it on your page or is that your daughter's? Uh, mine and my daughter's. Oh, nice. Yeah. So you're just having fun with it? Yeah, why not, man? I, you know, because 
if you're going to be in tech and you're going to be in marketing and you're going to know how to start a business and run a business, you got to know all the platforms yeah. and you got to know what's going to work and what's not going to work. Um, you got to look like you talked about YouTube and it's changed, right? How you get paid on YouTube, how you promote, right? Mm -hmm. What works and who doesn't work, right? Who's big, who's not, who's coming, who's going. Right. And, you know, and then all of a sudden someone comes in, okay, we're going to roll up all these guys, right? We're going to, we're going to create a network of all this and those come and those go. And so you just got to stay on top of it. I got to stay on top of it. That's the only way to get ahead. How do you identify what's next? You know, I, I just read a lot, right? I'm just one of those guys that just consumes information. Oh, what, the internet or where? Everything. Yeah. Everything, anywhere I can get, I just try to learn. And you've always been this way. Yeah. Yeah. I've always been like a knowledge geek where it, it mostly tech, but it could be anything. I just, anything business related, technology related, marketing related, you know, um, culture related. I yeah. want to try to stay on top of it. You know, Steve, Steve Jobs had this, this one quote that really stuck with me. He said, everything's a remix. And if you look at the early days of the Apple products, there was this company back in the day called Xerox Park. And Xerox came out with the first mouse-driven PC. But their marketing sucked. And they had no idea no what they were doing. It. No yeah. one knew what they were about. Steve Jobs came in, a little bit of this, a little bit, remixed, and bam, right? All of a sudden, you got Apple and then a Macintosh and then they're, they're yeah, he made it sexier. Yeah. And, yeah. and then even he got fired, right? He got yeah. fired from that company and then they had to bring him back to make it work. And so, you know, for me, the more you learn, the more you know how to remix. And that's what this is all about. So, you know, how do you go from YouTube, which was the first platform for video that got big, to Instagram, to Snapchat and know, okay, do I want to be on Discover? Do I want to be on Reels? Do I want to be on TikTok? You know, and if I do this, you know, how's YouTube going to treat me? And all the decisions you guys, you guys have got to make on a daily basis, you know, and the fact that like we were just talking, you created all these products and you want it to be organic. That's a business decision too. And then you have to learn by trial and error, right? You were curious about what might work. You know, obviously you're, you know, you're walking proof of what does work, right? And now you've got to be able to continue to make those decisions because in this business with all the margins on these products, everybody's coming at you all the time, right? Yeah. And they think they can do the exact same thing, but it's not that easy. But for me, it's like, that's why I try to stay ahead because yeah. whether it's artificial intelligence, whether it's VR, whether it's crypto, whether it's metaverse, all these things may not be prime time yet. But I want to know when they will be, and I want to be out front when they when they are. Have you ever made any like major mistakes, like any oh, big issues yeah, where, like, made, where you yeah. missed like you missed the ship, you missed the boat on? Yeah, it. lots of times. I mean, what was um, the biggest one? Ring. No, that was not my. That was not Ring? on a Shark list. Tank. At least a Shark Tank. No, it wasn't a miss at all. No, no, no. How? I would still wouldn't do that deal. Why? So all respect to Jamie, the guy who started it. But I've and same thing. Like my biggest biggest miss probably was Uber. Right, because the guy before Travis Kalanick, um, his I was an investor in his previous company. It was called Red Swoosh, and we made really? money and we sold it and we did good. And he brought Uber to me. It was called Uber Cab, and I still got the emails. But his whole thing was, you know, he was just going to go into every municipality and just say, "Fuck it all, we're just going to start." And I'm like, all the taxi cab commissions are just going to just sit on you, right? And you're going to have to raise hundreds of millions of dollars to do tens of millions of dollars in business. Talk about it like a revolutionary idea. Oh, no, man, and it was amazing, right? And I told, and I thought it was, and you know, it wasn't that I was wrong on the idea. It was just for the execution, it was going to be, it was going to, you're going to have to raise so much money that you get diluted to next to nothing. Ring was the same way, mm -hmm. right? You know, it's great they sold for a billion. It's the doorbell thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. More power to them, but they had to raise four hundred million dollars, mm. and if they weren't bought, they wouldn't be here. 
So it's high risk. Those yeah, type of- And it's just, as an investor, you keep on getting diluted and diluted and diluted till, you know, you start off owning 15 or 20% sure. of the company, then you own one half of 1%. When you're as successful as you are and you miss these, do you, does it, do you care? Fuck yeah, I care. Yeah. I mean, no one wants to miss, you know? Um, but particularly since it was like Uber was like a layup, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but you know, I recovered. I'm okay. <laughs> I feel like you can't get too pissed at the ones you miss if you're getting a lot of W's too, right? Yeah, like, I mean, and, and that's it, right? I mean, this, you know, whether it's cost plus drugs, which is like we're already, you know, in our projections, we're five months in. We just launched January 19th of 2022. And we where we're at today, we expect it to be two years from now. And we have a chance to add a lot of really impactful drugs here. Why do you here. think that is? Because, you- well, we always knew that there was a market, right? I mean- Anybody, you know, that's out there, or your mom or your dad or your grandparents or whoever, you know, if we go to cost plus drugs and you put in the price you're already paying and then you see we're 10 times less or 50% less, whatever it is, you're like, okay. And now you're getting that prescription because something's wrong, right? Because there's a health issue somewhere along the line. And whoever you share that health issue with, you're telling everybody else. Yeah. Right. So if you have leukemia and you need Imantab and you were, you, you know, you even see somebody was paying 2000 or 2700 and here it is, you came in and bought it for $54. You're telling your doctor who's telling the other doctor. It's such a necessity. Yeah, yeah. And all the people when you're sick like right. that, everybody gets in the same Facebook groups or whatever, Twitter groups, you know, and they communicate with each other and you're like, oh, let me help you out. Right. Stop paying that, that money or stop paying that, you know, um, copay because this is better. It sounds like you're really trying to help the people out though. If you go from 2,700 to $50, like you could be selling it for more than 50. I'm surprised you're not getting more pressure. Like I'm surprised more people aren't being like, what the fuck are you doing, Mark? Are you ever scared? Like, fucking around in that industry because i feel like that's a scary industry to not really scared but i know they're gonna try to fuck with me they already have like i told you before right there yeah yeah, you know live up to the the letter of your contract you know maybe you shouldn't do business with cost plus drugs we're already hearing those stories but that's okay (laughs) they can fuck with me i'm good is there any like media stories coming after you or anything like that? Any which? Like media coming yeah, after you? Yeah, there's been like little that? things like, you know, there where it's like, well, this isn't the all that, right? That people are making out to me. And I'm like, fine, I don't care about that. Just spell her name right. Cause this is one of those things that, you know, if you make people a little bit curious, I mean, who doesn't want to pay less for their medications? Yeah, especially if it's like a life life threatening one. Anything, I mean, it almost right? sounds it too be, good to be true. It's so good. Right? Well, that's what like, people say, right? Yeah. That's that's the rip on it, right? No, it's Mark Cuban. You know, he's not doing this for charity. What the fuck, right? Why, why is he doing this? Boys, this episode is sponsored by Shopify. <laughs> Shopify is an all-in-one e-commerce platform revolutionizing millions of businesses worldwide. If you're inspired to start a new business venture this year, you guys got to try Shopify. Shopify is the only tool you need to start, run, and grow your in-person or e-commerce business without the struggle. Shopify is the global e-commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the, did we just hit a million order stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. So whether you're offering custom stickers from Shopify's in-person POS system or selling sunglasses on Shopify's all-in-one e-commerce platform, you are in good hands. By now it's clear, you boys know that I love Shopify. We've used Shopify's e-commerce platform from the very beginning to sell full send and happy dad gear hosted on our website. My favorite thing about Shopify is no matter how big you wanna grow, it gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the US. They're truly a global force powering millions of entrepreneurs of every size across over 170 countries. 
Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. This is a possibility powered by Shopify. So boys, if you're thinking of starting a business, doing anything, get something going, you can go to shopify.com slash full send and sign up for a $1 per month trial, period. So all lowercase, go to shopify.com slash full send and take your business to the next level today. My next dollar is not going to change my life, yeah. but the ability to say, you know what? What did I do? Right. Yeah. Look at all the shit, you know, that the farmer bro and all the publicity he got for that. Now just imagine turning it the other way and saving lives and making people's lives better. Yeah. I mean, you know, I don't need my name on buildings, but that's where, why I put my name on this drug. I'm on this company. Rather. It's called the Mark Cuban cost plus drug company. Cause I wanted people to know it's like a legacy I'm, thing. Yeah. And I'm yeah. serious about it. And I want my kids to be proud of it. You know, that this is going to be around for a long time. I love it. How do so, people what, find it? What's that? How do people find? You cost just plus go drugs? to costplusdrugs.com. That's it. Costplusdrugs.com. Cost How's it plus getting dr- out there? You're just like word of mouth. We don't yeah. spend a nickel on advertising. Not a penny. What's the Plan B prices compared to like regular? Is it like a lot cheaper? Yeah. No, it's not. It's just our price is always the same. Our price is always the same. Cost plus fifteen percent. Three dollars for handling. Five dollars for shipping. You just got a customer, and, right and for you know, for contraceptive and for Plan He's B. He's like, "What's that website?" Yeah, you could, <laughs> you could order like a dozen of them, right? As long as the doctor prescribes them, it doesn't matter. He won't need them. Don't worry about him. Yeah, I'm, I'm guessing. Yeah, I need I'm getting a baby mama. He's not. We're getting a baby mama. Maybe. I have a question for you though, uh-huh. like personally, and I and I've I've always wondered this. Like you, you, you're a billionaire. You got all the money. You could do anything you want in the world. Like, what do you do on your free time? Like when you can do anything. Yeah. Now it's my kids, right? My kids are 12, 15, and 18. So I'm at that spot now where like going to play one-on-one with my son is, is pretty cool. Just, you know, my 18-year-old daughter is getting ready to go to college. So just getting any of her time is cool. Um, and then my middle daughter is, you know, is is just unique, man. She's just, she's crazy. And I love hanging time. So that that's really like my number one priority now. Um, but you know, I was here in Vegas this weekend and there was the Encore Beach Club and you know, our guys were there. And so I'm not above hanging. You were there behind the chain smokers, weren't you? Yeah. Yeah. Chilling. Yeah, you get after it a bit still? Uh, you know what? You guys couldn't hang, but that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about yeah. that. I, mean, I don't think I you want to go down that road. Yeah. No, trust me. I don't want to go down that road. <laughs> trust me. You know, I have a lot more experience. <laughs> yeah. But what do you, what do you, so if it, if it wasn't family and if it was not business, what do you enjoy you the play most? golf? I'm not a golfer. I hate golf, but I play, I play pickup basketball. So like a couple times a week, I'll go play pickup basketball, go work out, um, you know, go hang with my friends, whatever, chill. But yeah, but now, you know, it's family and, and, and business and, and working out more than anything else. What, what drives you if it's not money now? Is it just like competition. winning? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Competition. Yeah. Ah, business is the ultimate but I think a lot of people too, like we're not obviously on your level, but I think people always think it's just about money too, but sometimes it's just about like achieving something. Oh no. Like you want to prove people wrong. Business too, is right? the ultimate sport. Yeah. You know, I wrote this little book called the, the sport of business and like 10 years ago. And it was only 94 pages because I wanted to keep it really, really short because I wanted people just to bang through all of my experiences. Yeah. And um, it's all about competition because, you know, like I've said to our players, you know, Luca or whoever, it's just like, look, you bust your ass. You get to be one of the top 450 players in the world in the NBA, but you only play nine months. You, it's a 48 minute game and you know exactly who you're going to play in business. Like you guys know as well as anybody. 
You don't know who the competition is. It's 24 by seven by 365 by forever that you're competing. You, you know, you can think you're going to take a minute off, but you can't. Right. And when you get to that point, like where you guys are now, you, you dream about it, right? You wake up and you're just consumed by it all the time. Does that sound familiar? Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Where you're just like, and the minute somebody says something that you think might even be a smidgen of competition or even challenge you a little bit, you just bow up, right? It's just like, come on, let you know, and you and but you know, just like you know, if you're working out, if you want to get to that next level, if you want to get better at whatever sport, you got to outwork the next guy or the next woman. Business is 10 times harder. Who's like who's like some of your competition though? Like who who's keeping you up at night that you're like, nobody, I yeah, nobody guy. now. The Warriors or no? Because I, I could, well, what? What? The war- I said the Warriors. I don't know. Oh, no, that's West- basketball. Like, you know, my jump rank. But like you know. the other business moguls. Like, yeah, outside like, of sports. Like, yeah, but yeah, gotta, trying to win. Yo, right? Are you going to box Jeff or something? Like, what's going on here? Nah, man. Nah. No boxing no, Jeff? No, no, no. no, okay, no. Right. Um, Bezos? <laughs> Bezos, yeah, he's oh. no, you know, no, he's working. I'll get you yeah. know. He's, he's looking swole. jacked. He yeah, is looking he's jacked. Like your shit. Yeah, he's, shit. I didn't give him nothing. He's wearing the same size tees as you. Probably wearing the extra medium. Yeah, this medium. Yeah. yeah, I didn't do this on purpose. I swear. No, I just forget. Coffee. I don't care. Yeah, um, I get accused of wearing mediums, but for no, no good reason, like you. Oh, I'm actually, um, how about Bill Gates? No, I mean, look, those guys have earned everything. He's not got. going to encore for sure. No, he's not. <laughs> I'll tell you a story though. I'll tell you a story about in Vegas back in the day about Bill Gates. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, so. This is way back. There used to be the, like the biggest trade show in the world was called Comdex. It was a technology trade show. And it was like 125,000 people here. And I was, I started my company. I was like 26, 27. Oh, and yeah. literally right along this. And so I was, I just thought I was a badass, right? And so I'm hanging with these girls. And this was right when Microsoft had gone public. So one day, no one knows who, micro, who Bill Gates is. The next day, like he's the king of tech and all this money and all this and that. And Did you so, have money at this time? Um, I was maybe worth a million dollars. Okay. Right. And so, um, I'm buying these girls drinks and doing shots and everything. And they're like, I got to go to the bathroom. Literally. I, th- I think for real. And then they don't come back and I'm like, what the fuck? And then my buddy comes over, yo, do you know who Bill Gates is? <laughs> Bill no Gates way. Bill Gates Bill Gates oh God. <laughs> well, did Bill Gates robbed Mark Cuban's bird. Did that fire Gates. you up? That should have motivated you, probably, yeah, right? It did motivate me, right? To find to go on to the next Such one. Such a good but, story. Oh, uh, yeah, but it's true. 100% true. Was, yeah. he like a cool guy, was he like a cool guy back I then? I didn't know him that well. The only time I ever really met Bill Gates was right after I sold broadcast.com and they invited me to, to give a speech at another conference. And Bill Gates was speaking right before me and they told me when I would go on and speak. And I'm like, the only reason I'm doing this is because Bill Gates is talking right before me. And they're like, Okay, whatever. So I get on there and I said, you know what? I'm excited to tell you I sold my company. And finally, after all these years, Bill Gates is my opening act. Oh, he got so pissed. Yeah. And I've never talked to him since. Holy shit. To this day. Not to this day. Wow. Not so that beef, I've had any reason to talk to him. Beef right? in the tech world, so though. beef, man. Yeah. yeah. But that's online somewhere, me saying that. So it was didn't, just like- Didn't you used to throw a lot of college parties back oh in the day, God. too? Oh, my God. Yeah. Not, and after college, too. So um, my- See, sophomore year at Indiana, um, we rented the Bloomington National Guard Armory because yeah. I had to pay for my own school, right? Mm-hmm. So I always, I was part throwing parties or doing whatever. And we, the Bloomington National Guard Armory held, I don't know, 1,500 people. And so this is way back when. And so we um, rented it and got some friends that all kicking some money, rented it and rented um, school buses and told all the kids at all the dorms that we were going to have free beer and it was 10 bucks or whatever to get in. And we just had, you know, 
just school bus after school bus going back and forth. So this is doors. how you were paying for things? This is how I was paying for college, right? And so I did that. You were that, profiting off the parties? Oh, hell yeah. I was oh, profiting man, off of them. And yeah, having a good time? And having a good time. So like even fast forward to um, to Dallas and um, seven years, eight years later, um, there was this part of Dallas that was that's called Deep Ellum. And all they had were these big empty warehouses. So my friends and I were looking for a spot to, to throw a real party where we can make some money. So what we would do, we found this place that stored Chuck E. Cheese characters. And it was just really crazy and insane. And we cleaned it all up, rented it for 300 bucks a month for a couple months. And we started throwing these life in a warehouse parties where we would buy these kegs and we would, when a guy would, well, first we, our deal was we would print up business cards. There were pink business cards and we would print thousands of them. So we handed it to girls and it had the time and the address and the date and all that kind of stuff. And we had white business cards where we handed to like a hundred dudes. That's it. A hundred business cards. And so we knew there'd be thousands of women and it was 20 bucks to get in. And the guys got a cup for the beer and the girls got a $10 bottle of frizzle net champagne. And every single girl that came in, got one. I mean, I don't even know how many hundreds of bottles. When it was all said and done, we had collected 40 grand and made like $35,000 off of it. You're talking about a night, a weekend? What are in you a night. In one single night. Yeah. 40 fuck? grand? Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. And so we did what a couple more times. Was sleeping That's what we're talking about. Profit or gr- Fuck yeah, profit. Yeah. God, we're taking L's, bro. Bro, What the <laughs> fuck? We're fucking spending that, unfortunately, I feel like. Yo, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. It was... Yeah, we did it right. I mean, my senior year in college, before I was even 21, I opened up, I, I would throw these parties too um, at this one bar and we, I, we would throw them and we were doing well and making a little bit of money. But then the owner said, look, um, of the bar we were renting, it was like, look, we're going to get kicked out. I'm not making any money. Would you buy it? And one of my buddies who had already graduated had a little bit of money. And so Evan put up the money for us to put a down payment on this bar. We redid the whole thing, renamed it Motley's Pub. And um, literally, I took my $2,500 in student loans. And if we had not had a line to get in the first night, there would not have been a second night. Yeah. So started, paid back my, um, got set up and everything. And let's see, we opened in September, September 29th. And on February 12th, I never forget, we got busted. And so, but for those months, we were like the bar on campus, but then they shut us down. But yeah, we, so I've been in the bar business, the party business, the party promotion business. What's, what's the key to throwing the best party? Like, what's the number one thing that you, like you gotta. Having women there. Oh yeah. yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. Mark knows his shit. That's well, all that but, matters. So how do you get the woman there? Like, what's the key? Like, what do you got to have? You go, the best part of throwing a party card? is that, like, if you're the promoter, the best part is not the party. It's the going out there and promoting about the party. Yeah. Right. Like we would have these little business cards printing out the pink business cards and just going to every bar, every club, everywhere we could and handing out the invites, introducing yourself, talking, meeting and all that. Um, but then just getting there, just have a decent DJ. And just a good vibe and an angle. Like for us, you know, didn't matter that the champagne was cheap. If a girl thought she was going to get a free bottle of champagne that she could walk and no glasses, by the way, they had to drink out of the bottle. There were no glasses. And so Ah. we would just have this little angle. Right. Um, And then at the end of the night, we had um, um, champagne bowling where we took the extra, the empty kegs and we would line up all the bottle, empty bottles of champagne. And we would have bowling matches where you would just bowl the empty keg. So we, yeah, we did it all. Did you ever have like an appearance or anybody show up? No, 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 we didn't need to do any of that. Yeah. So uh, as far as, as far as like you're, you have all these like things making money, how did you start to identify this on a business tip? how did you start to identify like what really works? And then 
when you started to grow and get get more and get more like how are you identifying what were your better ideas versus your worst ideas it wasn't so much that i came up with ideas it was more like what do i know what am i good at and what can i do so i was always good at sales and then i got better and better and better at tech taught myself to write software and so let me take a step back so i went to indiana graduated did some stuff, went back to Pittsburgh for a little bit, but then ended up in Dallas living six guys in a three-bedroom apartment. Got a job working at night as a bartender slash barback, more barback than bartender, um, but then got a job during the day working for a software company. And I didn't really know software at the time, but I'm like, okay, you know, I can teach myself this stuff. And so I literally just spent time teaching myself how to write software, teaching myself about all these different software programs and got better and better and better until I got fired. Um, and then I'm like, okay, I'm living six guys in a three bedroom apartment, sleeping on the floor. I got nothing to lose. Absolutely nothing to lose. I mean, my car, the way I got my car, because my first car blew up, I'm driving down the side of the road. And I was one of these guys where there was always bill collectors chasing me. Right. So I knew the <laughs> whole drill. And so I saw a car just sitting, a Trans Am that looked like it was legit sitting on the side of the road. And I told my guys, stop the car. Somebody abandoned that car, right? That Trans Am door was unlocked. We reached in there. There literally was the loan papers for the car sitting on the, the front seat. So we get back. I'm like, this car is abandoned. I'm going to tell the whoever the bank is that their car so is you, there. You, you pulled a GTA. You stole the car. Well, I didn't steal it, right? I, I did not steal pull a GTA. What I did was I called the bank and said, look, somebody's not making the payments on this car and they just abandoned it. If you let me take over the payments because my credit was shit. Oh, okay. Yeah. So then that's how I got my first car. Um, but then, you know, I started this company, Microsolutions, after I got fired. And, you know, to your point, how do I know, right? Yeah. At the beginning, I was just learning shit and just selling people that I can do this right? Just like with this, right? You're proving the point that it works for you, right? And that you can get this, these people can get results. And that's what I would do, right? I would say, okay, here's the business. I understand your business. Let me write the software for you. And if it works, you pay me. And if it doesn't work, you don't. And then slowly but surely, I just added another customer, another customer, another customer. And that's how I built it. What was, what was like the first thing you coded for someone? Oh, it was Baby Fair. It was a company that sold baby clo baby's clothing to Walmart. And they needed a way to, to track everything and to interface with Walmart. And so I would just stay up all motherfucking night, literally teaching myself how to figure all this out, reading stuff, just, okay, whatever it takes, because it was do or die. And um, I wrote that software program. They referred me to somebody else who referred me to somewhere else, referred me to somewhere else. So do or die, but it's like, so did you, you knew how much you were going to get paid if you were completing it? Yeah. Or that, yeah. Okay. So I told them, you know, two grand or three grand Got or it. five grand or 10 grand, whatever it is. But if it doesn't work, you don't pay me. So you, you yourself knew how to code. I taught myself. Yeah. Oh, wow. Do you know how That's to, can you edit at all? Can I what? Edit? We're looking for editors. Editors? Can no, you, I, like my video editing uh, skills suck. Oh, right. Damn. Did but, you ever want to learn that? I did at one point, but it was like old shit. Like now it's, you know, it's all different. You got to be like. That's yeah, like you, a new wave. No, for sure. Like with yeah. all the special effects and everything and AI and all that, it's all changing. Yeah. But you know, if you guys, I got a company, Synthesia.io, so you can like do your stuff in multiple languages. Oh, really? wow. What, like yeah. YouTube channels? Not subtitle it, but like once you train it. So if we're sitting here having a conversation and I go through this training process, so you, you sit in front of the camera and you taught, you say the things that they want you to say. So they get all the, the mouth and, and facial just, um, oh, gestations or whatever. Um, then they can then take that and using artificial intelligence, make it look like you're speaking as a native speaker. 
so we could all do that right now and it would just go. It's harder like, with multi-people, okay. right? But if you did it one at a time, that's where the technology wow. kind of is right now. But let's just say you want to do a promotion in Swedish, right? And you want to say, hey, Dude, watch that's it. so awesome. Yeah, yeah, so you could just do it. It's like 30 bucks a month to sign up to do a basic account. And that's the type of so stuff. But it's amazing. We could do like a Happy Dad commercial in like Hungarian. Yeah. Be in Chinese. Yeah, 27. We got to do that. Yeah, yeah we do one in Chinese. Yeah, 27 different languages. Chinese too? Yeah, yeah you got to do it. Awesome, <laughs> What's your idea? No, no, it's not it? an, no, it's not an idea. It's just it, this, the whole like AI thing, the, like the future of where oh, all this stuff. So like, yeah, if you like want to sell your stuff on Alibaba, right? Yeah. And you want to do it in, in native Chinese. That is so insane. Where so what's it called? Synthesia, S-Y-N-T-H-E-S-I-A. You got to do a Happy Day commercial gonna do Chinese. that when I'm bored on a Saturday. Just, sorry, yeah. It's cool. <laughs> I mean, it's like, why not? But learning that all that AI stuff, right? That's, that's just keep on pushing the envelope. And because like, I've got a good business head and, and sales head it's like i can mix those things remix them together to make things work does that that's a good does, question yeah does that like industry or like concept like the i the ai like because i've seen things where like you could make someone it almost say something completely yeah. that they didn't no, say you, you can do the deep fakes right you can make it look like someone you know you put someone's face on someone else having is sex. that not concerning to you yeah fuck yeah it's people could like frame people and shit. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but you and can, on the internet it's like you could say anything it's it's a fucked up situation where it's like and, and it, it just becomes true and everyone goes, they run with you it. You just gave Steve a new idea. No. <laughs> oh my God, I'm mad. No, but you can tell, right? You can still tell. The, the, the novice can't tell, right? But if you put an expert there, you can tell, right? Yeah. To protect everybody from Steve. <laughs> yeah, no, that's not that's not that's not possible. We can't be protected from Steve. Not to completely switch up, but are you what do you think about the crypto, future of crypto and all oh, that? I'm still bullish question. on crypto. I'm bullish. Obviously, you know, it's way down right now. I mean, I took a hit, everybody took a hit on yeah, crypto. Um, you know, so crypto divides into two different categories, if you will. There's store value, which is Bitcoin, right? Bitcoin, I don't care what the maxi say, Bitcoin's worth what somebody will pay for it. You know what the maximum number of Bitcoins out there are going to be, right? 21 million. Mm -hmm. That's it, right? And that's a good thing, but you've got to have people who want to own it and hold it in order for the price to go up. Yeah. And what happened when everybody was buying it, price went up. It's, it's a store of value. It's driven by supply and demand. I think it'll replace a lot of gold holders, people, you know, who in the past have owned gold and because no one owns physical gold. It's really just a digital transaction anyways. And Bitcoin's a better version of that than gold. Yeah. Um, so I think Bitcoin's going to be okay, but where the price is going to go and when it's just supply and demand. What about Ethereum? Ethereum, I like the best. Right? Oh, me too. But, but why? Is, here's, why? So Ethereum is driven by utility, right? A reason yes. to use it. You know, Bitcoin maxis will tell you that um, there's the Lightning Network, and you can do wire, you can do transfers, money transfers around the world, and that's true, right? But there's there's like there's a, a site called CryptoFees.info, right? And that tells you how much um, how much in transaction fees the network is actually generated, so you know how busy it is and how, how whether people are paying gas fees for transaction, and you can see on Bitcoin. It's been going down, not up. Yeah. And on Ethereum, it's the same way, but there's millions of dollars worth of transactions that take place there. The issue is what drove the price of Ethereum up is people were needed to buy for gas fees for NFTs. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. And when everybody was just game over NFTs and everybody was going nuts over people were minting them, that used gas fees. People were buying them, that used gas fees. People were trading them, that used gas fees. And so that utility um, is what helped push Ethereum up. Right. Once, you know, the number of NFT transactions started to fall, then there weren't any natural buyers. And then it was the same, you know, play to earn, you know, 
is not going to work the way it's structured right now. So you need something that's going to be an application. It's like if you think about the early days of the iPhone and mobile computing, and we really didn't know anything about apps, right? And it was just like, okay, what apps am I possibly going to use? Then all of a sudden, Instagram's there. Social Mm -hmm. media. Yeah, social media. Bam, right? And now all of a sudden, okay, everybody's going to download Instagram. Every kid's going to download Snapchat. Every kid's going to download TikTok now, right? Every kid's going to download even the YouTube app, right? And so that is utility. That forces people to use your iPhone, use the app store, whatever. It's a great way of looking at it. Yeah. Yeah. With Ethereum, it's the same type of thing. There's no app where you say, okay, we all got to use it. Yeah. That's what it needs. And it's not going to be like, okay, here's Instagram for Ethereum. or here's. how do you think that happens then? Somebody just has a smart idea. They create it. Like, right. like more people got to was driving it right, up right. the whole time. For- right. And I'm an investor in OpenSea and it's been great. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, you know, and then play to earn, I'm an investor in Axie Infinity, Mavis. And I think they, they messed it up. Right. And it, they kind of got hurt because they got hacked. And so it's not fully fair. But, you know, you've got to have a reason for people to buy the, the token, whether it's Ethereum or another one, other than just speculation. Sure. Because when the speculators leave, it's like Dogecoin. Dogecoin's fun. Right. Dogecoin is kind of the starter drug for crypto. Mm-hmm. You know, it's cheap, easy, maybe so cheap. Funny. It is, right? It's just you can't like do anything with Dogecoin though. Can well, you? you can buy stuff. Go to Mavs Mavs.com. You can buy tickets. You can buy with whatever. Dogecoin? You want. Yeah, for sure. Oh yeah. Wow. You know, when people were buying and trading Dogecoin a lot, we were making thousands of dollars a week, ten thousand a week nice. here and there, right? So it was real money for us. Um, but at the same time, once people start stop speculating on it, yeah, people lost kind of the vibe for it. Right. And, like and the novelty so, in it. Yeah, and then it's novelty, but like I got, you know, back when it was under a penny, my my um 12 year my, back then he was like nine. He was like, Oh, we gotta buy Dogecoin on Robin Hood. But it was his way Your to kids? start Yeah, what's that? Your kid? But yeah, now he's not supposed to because he wasn't 18 or whatever, but I hooked him up. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> and so eleven dollars or whatever. He's was, into right? that that young. Yeah, and now he set up um he took his PC that he has for school and he uh, mines Ethereum on it. And he's like, Well, I don't think the Ethereum 2.0 is going to happen. So I'm gonna keep Wait, how old is this kid? Yeah, um, now he's 12. Wow. <laughs> he's got a heel. Yeah, he's not a crypto wizard, but he he knows where the money is. Like that's he, crazy. He, These kids growing up like around crypto now. It's totally different. Like for us, it's so new, but for them, it's like that's just all. Is that influence know, from yeah. you though, or yeah. from where little, does he get that? And his friends too, but me and his friends. Like me, like you know, he sees me trying to make money and, and just being an entrepreneurial. So he likes being entrepreneurial. Yeah. Um, but you know, in crypto in general, you need a reason to buy the token. Right. And mm-hmm. if it's just for speculation. It's going to go up and down. It's probably going to disappear at some point because 95% of the blockchains are going to go. Mm-hmm. There's just no reason for them to exist. But overall, you think Ethereum, Bitcoin? I think Ethereum and Bitcoin will survive. I just don't know what the price is going to be and when. Right. And I do think with Ethereum with smart contracts, you know, like the reason I got excited about Ethereum, I went in and I just said, okay, what's, what's all this buzz about an NFT, right? And so I went and put in an NFT and as, I, as a, I'm setting it up and getting ready to mint one, one little field said royalties, right? Because when you mint an NFT and, it, and you set a royalty percentage, 5, 10, 20, whatever um, percent, and then it gets resold, you get paid a royalty. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. There's nothing else in media that allows you to do that. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Right? So you guys make money from your selling of products, you know, and I don't know if you, you do ads or whatever, but, you know, you're, you're a platform. But if you wanted to sell, you know, your podcast, you know, you could, but there's just no way really to monetize it after that first sale. Yeah. And for most content, there's no way to monetize. Like you've been in a YouTube game forever. And if it's downloaded or watched, 
and it. shared. That's it. Yeah. We actually dropped one. Uh, well, how when did we drop it? Six months ago. Yeah, we did our full send MetaCard. So we we dropped an NFT too. Yeah. And uh, yep. soon we're gonna we're working on like a new venture. Like we have Happy Dad. We're gonna launch like a new one, and we're gonna make them partners which, in the venture. That's which what we're is working cool. on. So like with the Mavs, though, like. For the Mavs, we did an NFT, but the first thing we asked when we we minted an NFT is what's really our value proposition for us and yeah. for the consumer. For the Mavs, we wanted to reward people who came to games, and we wanted to reward them even more if they came to a game early. So what I and then what I didn't want to do was be in a position where I sold NFTs to somebody, and if the price went down, they were pissed at the Mavs. Why did you want to have the game early? Sorry. Oh, kidding. just because more vibe, more more energy at a okay. game, right? When you walk into an NBA game and you feel the energy, yeah. right? That that's why you go to the games instead of watching television. Got it. And so so we started creating these NFTs and you can go to mavscollectibles.com, but we gave them to, for free. So if you go to a Mavs game, get there before the end of the first quarter, scan in your ticket, boom, we're set it up with Live Nation Ticketmaster where we create a wallet for you and that NFT is waiting not long after the game. And mm -hmm. then people trade them, buy them, sell them. Some people sell them for more than the price of the ticket. But the point being that I don't want to be in the game where I'm selling NFTs to try to make a quick buck because when the price go down like they are now, right. your brand is impacted, mm -hmm. for sure. right? They're thinking, yeah, I, I bought it you know, and got my happy dad NFT, but it no go up. You could be a hero one day and then the next Zero, day you're the yeah. villain. Why, That's what's Why do you think it, the whole NFT thing kind of slowed down? Why do you think? Because once there wasn't enough money coming in, right? I mean, it was all speculation. There, there's like 90% speculation, 10% I just like what, I like to own this. You know, like having a board ape, okay, there's still some cachet for it, whether or not you have it as your profile or not. But, you know, at least, hey, I get to say I have a board ape. And so someone will pay some amount for it. I go like on OpenSea or Mintable or wherever, Rarible, and like I'll look every now and then. If there's something that just catches my eye, it's just cool. And I'll, I'll buy it. I'm not going to spend thousands of dollars, but I'll spend $10, $20, $50 on an NFT if I think it's good. And if you want to check them out, um, I actually created a little company. I had somebody come in and code called Lazy.com. So if you go to lazy.com, you can just attach your wallet. Lazy.com. Yeah, lazy.com. Great. How'd you get that? Fucking I had it for like Jesus, forever, right? What I'm like, what the, like what's, so what what, is do it? I have any URLs? What? What's lazy.com? It's called lazy.com. So if you have a wallet from like most of the major blockchains and that has NFTs in it, you just go to lazy.com. You takes two seconds to set up an account. You connect your wallets. And then, you know, if you want to see my NFTs, you go lazy.com lazy slash mcuban. Yeah. And I just put it like in my Instagram profile or put it at the bottoms of emails. That way anybody can look at any of my NFTs and they're all set up there. You can pin some to the top, little profile, all that kind of stuff. And it's free. Yeah. What are your what are your favorite NFTs besides like board apes or like oh and the map besides the Mavs just random stuff like like sci-fi looking stuff and some you know just go and check it out like I pinned my favorites up there um, I like my mutant ape but even more than the high profile ones it's more just the just the ones that I look at and go that that's talented that's creative can I switch it up real, real yeah, quick yeah of course what what do you think. Uh, in your entire life, what was your biggest biggest success? Like your number one success after, after my family. Yeah, after my family. Um <laughs> like in your in your words. Probably probably going from being broke to selling my first company. Because, you know, when you're sleeping on the floor, eating mustard and ketchup sandwiches, Damn, I going that. yeah, going to bars and buying one beer so you can eat all the shit on the bar and all the fried mushrooms. Um, 
you know, you don't know. And I remember laying in bed hungover actually, and just having $15,000 in accounts receivable going, oh fuck, I, you know, I might be able to, to make some money at this and it might last. And then being in business two months going, it's been two months, three months, three months, right? Just like when you guys start this, you don't know until you know. And so that first one is always the hardest because it's just complete terror. But on the flip side, you know, what was I going to do? You know, how, how much worse could it be? And it wasn't like I hated my life, right? I, I was having fun, you know, living with my friends, but it's no fun when you don't have your own room, you don't have your own bathroom, you don't have your yeah. own closet. You Did know? you ever contemplate like not doing certain things back then? Like, were you like, I'm just going to quit? Yeah. I, never- I mean, yeah. Bit, <laughs> many times it's, it's, again, it wasn't easy, you know? And, you know, it, <laughs> I get one of my roommates had a job selling burglar bars door to door. And I mean, like none of us had like cushy jobs. We wouldn't have five roommates. Um, but yeah, that first one, Micro Solutions, was the real deal. And then, like, um, and I've told the story before, but like, we were two years in and we had $84,000 in the bank. And we did, you know, just like a normal business, we would have, you know, we would do our accounts payable and then we put the accounts payable in the envelope back before everything was just automated. And then we'd just give it to, you know, a girl who did part time work for us and said, you know, take it to the post office. No big deal, right? Well, I get a call from the bank. Wait. I get a call from the bank and, you know, Texas banker, sir, we have this young lady that just went through the drive through and she cashed these checks. I'm like, what? Yeah. And she like whited out the payee and wrote oh her name gosh, over top wrong. of them. Shit. And I'm like, you didn't let her cash them. Well, of course we did. We're a bank, son. What do you think we do? 82 of the $84,000 that we had gone, what? right? Gone. She robbed you. Robbed us. Damn. Renee Hardy. Yeah, I like he put her out R-E-N-E-E. there. R E N E. You ever track her down? Tried to. Couldn't. Can't find her? Couldn't find her. She must have changed her name. Oh, hell so yes. Thing. Hell yes. Because I've sold this story and mentioned her name like on national TV. Her everywhere. name's for sure changed. She's fucking watching these smiling, probably. Like, you can't get me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just like, but, anyways, yeah. So we had to go to all of our vendors and go, look, here's what happened. Wow. Um, you believe in us. We believe in ourselves and we'll figure it out. And we did. What was the first sale of your company? What was the amount? Um, six million dollars. What, what was that like? Like that first? It was did insane. the money just come right away, or was it like yeah? A no, it was, no, it came sale. right away. And um, so million, I gave a million to employees. I had a guy who I brought in. He got almost half, and then I had like two million um, left after taxes. And the first thing, but the first thing I did when I closed the deal and we got the checks, we went to this Italian restaurant and. Back then, it was one of these deals, kind of looked like this, but it had phones that you could plug into the wall. And I was so obliterated, right? I could barely see, barely talk. And all my guys are like, and I'm not into cars big time. And I'm, they're like, well, what do you want to do? I'm like, I wonder if American Airlines has lifetime passes. Because for me, the idea, like my goal always was to retire by the time I was 35. And when this happened, I was 30, just turned 30. And um, or 20, whatever. But, and I was like, okay. So they put plugged in one of those phones and my guys are just laughing because I'm slurring. And I traveled so much, I knew the American Airlines phone number was like 1-800-433-6464, something like that. I bet you that's still a number. And um, they plugged it in and I call and I said, do you guys sell lifetime passes? And they're like, yeah, let us connect you to the AirPass department. And I'm like, thank you very much. <laughs> they connected me, they sent me the paperwork and I spent 125 grand of my $2 million. And I got a lifetime pass on American Airlines for me and anybody else to go anywhere we want first class for the rest of our lives. Do you still use uh, that? I gave it, I gave it to a friend. My friend has it now because I have a plane. So 
That's a pretty sweet deal. How how do your parents feel when you're 30 or 29, you make 6 million bucks? They were freaked out because my dad did upholstery on cars, right? Mm -hmm. So if you had a rip in a seat like this, you take it to my dad to fix it. You wanted to turn your, you know, Eldorado into a convertible Eldorado. He would do that shit. Um, And my mom just did odd jobs. Did they ever doubt you, your parents? No. Did 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 anyone in your circle doubt you? Oh, oh, yes. Oh, hell yes. They're like, (laughs) what the fuck are you doing, you moron? You know? Yeah, I mean, it's a not like- A of victory right there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, even if you talk to him now, if you would say, oh, did you think this was going to happen? What they typically say was he was either going to be really rich or really in jail. And so- that's, that's, that's good. <laughs> and what was the next sale after that? The next sale, well, um, so I put my money um, with Goldman Sachs and my the guy there was a friend that worked there. And so I told him, I want you to invest this because I'm 29 turning 30 and I want you to invest this like an old man. And so he's like, you sure? Cause you got a lot of time. Like, no, cause I I don't want to have to work again. And I've got to live like a student in order for this work, but I'm cool with that. Um, I got my lifetime pass in American airlines and he would just start asking me these questions about technology because, you know, writing software and doing all this shit, I knew technology really well. And so as I would answer these questions, I would see these, um, bankers making these announcements for about the stocks for shit. I was telling them. And the stocks would move like this and this. And I'm like, okay. And he's like, I told you, you got to be doing more. And so I started trading stocks based off of what I knew about the technology and crushed it, crushed it. I was making like 80, 90, 100% a year. And then all of a sudden he connected me with this guy who wanted to start a hedge fund um, just using my trades. And we did that, and that lasted about ninety days before somebody bought it from me. This is just because where you knew you knew the direction technology was. Yeah, moving I just in. knew I knew technology cold, and I was one of those geeks that, like, like I said earlier, I love reading all this shit, right? So you know, whether it was then or now, I just like to just read the manuals, read whatever, because when you know this shit, you have an edge, mm-hmm. because no one does the fucking work. Yeah. Damn. What's the what's like the biggest keys to position your company for a sale? Any tips on that? Yeah, I mean, be profitable. I mean, that, you know, now, particularly with the markets down, profits matter more than anything. I think one of the things people get caught up in, particularly now, is raising money is the end all be all. Raising money is not an accomplishment, it's an obligation. Now you got a bank or an investor, you know, are just like, okay, what are you going to do for me? If you can be, get by without raising money, all the better because you still have complete control. So that's number one. And number two is people get all caught up on top line. Like my sales went, and I, I was just as much victim for that as well. My first company, our sales went from a couple hundred thousand to a million to five to 10 to 25 to 30. And I was like, $30 million company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it really came down to profits because you can always find something just to juice your sales. But what matters is gross margin dollars because you got to be able to pay the bills. And as everybody else that you're competing with keeps on trying to raise money, particularly in a, a market where it's hard to raise money like now. If you're the profitable one and everybody else can't exist without raising more money, most of them are going to collapse and you're the one left standing. If you're the one left standing, you're taking their market share. I mean, you see it with the products you sell. They come and they go, they come and they go and they think they're going to raise a ton of money, but you guys are making money and you get to reinvest and you get to juice it, but you got to be making money to have that edge. Have you ever been taken advantage of by any like business partners? Yeah. 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 Because um, I'm trusting, you know, so I've had, probably $25 million where I basically probably three different deals, maybe four different deals where I've gotten just juiced by some guy um, or person. And and so, because it's like, okay, I trust you. I've known you for 20 years, those types of things. Yeah. It happens. It's a part of it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I want to hear your opinion on something. This is like 
way off topic, but have you seen, you've obviously seen all the Britney Griner stuff. Uh-huh. What, what's your opinion on that? I mean, it's awful. Yeah. Yeah. For her, for her family. I mean. You think be, they're doing enough to try and get her back or? I mean, it's fucking Putin. <laughs> yeah. The guy you're negotiating with is the same guy who attacked a motherfucking company is blowing up schools and churches and, and, and apartment buildings. Mm-hmm. You're not negotiating with somebody. It's just, okay, let's just have a better negotiation. Sure. You know, motherfuckers dropping bombs on innocent people. Do so, you think there's any chance we get her back or? Yeah, I think there is, right? I just don't, I don't know what they have to trade was for. Was it like a marijuana charge or some shit? Yeah. Yeah, CBD yeah. stuff. Yeah. 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 What did you say the update was they wanted? I saw something that they want to like release. We have somebody who we have locked up here and they want to do like a trade that we release. Yeah, but, I mean, who knows, right? Because yeah. then they just snatch somebody else and trade somebody. I don't know. That, you know, yeah. that's the hard part of politics, I guess. Yeah. I liked your question earlier. What do you think about yeah, where technology is going and like, all the AI or like what Elon's it's going to be scary. It's going to be planning scary. with like the, the, the robots yeah, and the chips. Yeah, Neuralink. What, what's it's your real. opinion on like Neuralink? I, I think it's real, right? So if you think of your body as um, a big one, big math equation yeah. with just a bunch of different connections, like trillions of connections. Once you can get discreet enough to be able to read what's coming out of them, and once you have enough processing power to be able to process what you're reading. Anything's possible, you know, and once robots get real manual de- dexterity and batteries are strong enough and Terminator is like, we're there. Right. How far out are we from all this? A hundred years. A hundred, you think? Yeah. I thought it was sooner than that. No. How do they talk about no. it like that though? If it's so far out? No, it, no, it's that. Now in terms of like, bo- yeah, I don't like planes and, you know, um, bombers being able to make decisions using ai mm-hmm. that's probably 15 years you know drones being able to make you know based on ai make decisions using computer vision what's in front of you reacting what's in front of you but you know we've been talking about self-driving cars for 10 years and they're you know oh they're going to be here in nine, 2019 they're going to be here in 2021 20 and it's so hard to solve those problems if you can't make a car drive do you think tesla's kind of co- close though I don't think they're close. I think they're trying, right? Because they have to. Yeah. But if you can't make, you know, as smart as Elon is, as smart as everything they're doing is, if you can't make a car just be able to drive safely, Mm. you're not going to be able to create a droid that acts human or anything close. Yeah, that's a good point. Would you ever, would you ever get a Neuralink if it came out? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Would I consider it? Yeah. Would I dig into it just to learn about it? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, because why the fuck not? I feel like that'd be scary. As fuck. Scary, especially yeah. like if you're like 110 years old, right? And then you know, True. by then, then you know, you can fucking you know, almost be dead and look like that, and you know. <laughs> Sorry, hold on. I was in the bathroom. We asked him if That's he'd right. get a Neuralink. Yeah. Also, do you think Elon Musk is an alien? No. 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 Okay, you mother. But you know, I know Elon like a tiny bit, tiny bit. And how I come congrats- you guys are never boys? What's that? You think you'd be boys, maybe? Yeah, he's, a different, he's a different dude, man. He's a really? different dude, yeah. So he's a robot then? No. No, okay. I'd be more interesting right. if he was. But um, <laughs> he had he had another kid, right? This is before the last three or whatever it was. And I'm like, dude, congratulations. How many are you going to have? He goes, sends me a text back. Mars needs people. <laughs> no way. <laughs> that's no what he texted text you? Yeah, that's what he texted you? Damn, that I fuck with that funny, response. Dog. Yeah. That's I did, crazy, I man. did, but it was it's like- Did you laugh at that? Fuck yeah. He gave him shit, but he doesn't reply. I don't think he likes me. So we're talking about the Neuralink stuff, the future. So I'm curious about you. Um, how old are you? 63. 63. You don't look. Uh, you, look oh, you look good, man. You look so great. Yeah, I'm genuinely curious. Do you, you trying to train him? No. Oh, I mean, okay. My I fault. Mean, unless you need a trainer. I mean, I'm, I'm good, sure dude. you got tons. <laughs> Dallas. Sorry, go ahead. Anyways, um, 
do you take obviously you take your health serious yeah do you do anything that's like maybe kind of left field as far as medicine wise like, like red no light i'm more i'm more of like a it? um i'm more of a food is medicine type guy okay. right so i use my fitness pal and i track pretty much everything that i eat not not exactly but you know when i was y'all's age you can eat anything drink anything right yeah. and maybe you know you you how old have, do you think we are I don't mean 40, 21. No. No, me? <laughs> no, 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 21. No, no. How old do you think he is? He looks a little younger than he probably yeah, is, right? Fine. Probably, I'm cool with that. Yeah, probably 30, 32, 33. No, no, no. I'm in my 20s. How old do you think I am? Literally 38. Okay, okay, fine. Fair. How old are you? 33. Okay. Sorry, anyway, this is not important. 27. 27. What size is that shirt? How old are you? 28. 20. Okay, so I wasn't that far <laughs> Super off. small. Because so, when somebody asks, you're usually a little bit older than you Yeah, no, I like that. That's a good tactic. Yeah. For us, I guess. But yeah, so I'm a food is um, medicine guy, but you know when you're younger, your body's just as adaptive and you can deal with the abuse you give it. But as you get older, you start noticing every little thing. Like, Absolutely. You know, if if I eat too much gluten, even though I'm not gluten intolerant, like I I wish some right. So I've got to manage that. Like my iron, the ferritin, um, I get my blood tested every three to four months, right? Because I want to know what I, my base levels are, right? And so if I don't eat enough iron, like literally, I'll have. Um, orange juice and rice krispies because rice krispies are fortified with iron and vitamin c from orange juice makes you absorb the iron which helps my ferritin levels right there's gotta be a better way to get that though i mean but if i just do so (laughs) it's a deadly combo though rice krispies and oj no it's great though no it's great because the rice krispies are only 140 calories in a little thing and that gives me 100 almost 100 of my iron and the simply orange is all my um, vitamin c that i need and it's 110 calories and so because i've got the iron supplements but your body doesn't and absorb supplements right. as well as it does food and because it's got to break them down differently and so by combining the two i can feel the difference and so you know i'll have that i have to take synthroid for um hypothyroidism but that's no big deal um i'll you know just just try to be balanced and get all my nutrients when did you start to be more focused on that stuff as you got older or yeah what? as i got older yeah, yeah because I, I would abuse the shit out I don't understand. of how do you delegate all your time with everything you've going on yeah that's with the mavs you've got all these business ventures. i don't do i don't do meetings i don't do phone calls oh really no you really? got to hit me up via email just like um shahidi got a hold of me right so you do emails all day is yeah. that what you're doing yeah i'll get a thousand emails a day so you and, never get about your number or how do you do that yeah never wait that's, how do you get a phone call with mark cuban then how do you, you don't never <laughs> unless you write me a big ass check <laughs> then i'll take your call really yeah that's dope this is a, this is dope then this is but special does it, yeah does yeah. the email take like a long time to like no it takes less time to? yeah really? it takes less so time you're just like me. bang like right because i can you know because people will send me whatever you know how you can just set your preview and your email and everything i'll read that and if there's nothing there that's of interest boom delete. do you even go like delete. high comma sentence thanks or you just yeah sometimes bang i do sentence no it'll be like delete if it's bullshit but if it's somebody i got to <laughs> respond to or i know <laughs> i right? love it then I'll reply and I've got, you know, like in Gmail, you can set like, um, like I just type in ATB, which turns into a, all the best comma nice. and then a little M underneath it. So it's just bam, 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 bam. What's your biggest focus right now out of everything you got going on? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, cost plus drugs. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's the world changer. Because when you get to just change people's lives like that, yeah, you got to do okay. it. Are people like hitting you up like, yo, this is like the next big thing. Like, thank you for all the time, all day, people. every day. Yeah. That's yeah. good. Yeah, it's really cool. Nice. We got to check that out. Yeah, we Cosplusdrugs.com. If you take any medications whatsoever, go You're in there. changing the game right now. Yeah, for sure. Uh, can we talk a little NBA? Sure. Oh, yeah. I mean, a lot's going on. I got to ask you, like, with the Nets. Let's talk the Nets situation, right? Now, remember, I can't really talk about individual players. You can't? No, because yeah, that's you... an t- um, NBA violation. 
Okay. You going towards KD or something? Yeah. Well, I mean, you can't talk at all about KD. No, can't. Individual players from other teams. What about Luca? Luca, I can talk about all day long. Yeah. What's your guys' relationship like? Get along great. Yeah, I mean, he's great too. I mean, he's just a good, good guy. Twenty three, just chills. Got a girlfriend. Um, likes to hang. Um, likes to play video games. Watch basketball. You know, he's you just got beef with Little Wayne. No, oh, that's that over. Shit. That's that, yeah, that's over. That oh, was okay. bullshit. What I do want to ask you though is like. <laughs> All these high school players, the I don't know if you've seen like Mikey, right? Yeah, Mikey Williams. These guys are like 16, 17. They're making six figures in the high school age. Yeah, overtime elite. How, yeah. how bad is that for their I'm not future, a fan. you think? Yeah, I'm not a fan. I mean, because He's a 16. lot of the kids, you know, there's a difference between potentially being an NBA player and being good for Instagram, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So if you're like good for reels or Instagram or whatever, that's one thing, right? You know, you can be a walking human highlight film. That doesn't necessarily make you a good basketball player. And so a lot of these kids are being geared towards how do I get more followers and how do I get paid that way as opposed to how do we, how, how do I become the best basketball player? And I think that's part of the corruption that's happening. Mm, that's Not necessarily that overtime elite is the only one doing it or that they're even trying to corrupt kids, right? But like if you're a kid... Um, and you're 16 and you're taking their money, you ain't going to college to play basketball. Yeah. That's a lot to give up if you're not good enough for the NBA. You think overtime elite's a negative? I'm not as big a fan as some people are. Yeah. Overtime elite, just to get it right, they pay, they pay a kid 100K a year to play at their school, right? Or their, their yeah. league. At yeah, high school? Yeah. yeah, in high school. What the f Yeah, In high school, not out of high school. In high school. But the problem is, like, you can't stay there for the next 20 years. Right, yeah. but how if, if you're a kid, right, and your your family's not that well off, and a school like I that don't blame them for doing it, right? But yeah. remember now with NIL, uh -huh. if you can ball, right, even in high school you can get paid. Yeah, and if you go to college, oh, you can get guys. paid. It's crazy how it's changing like that. That's why see, that's Changed. why I think of Luca because you have a guy overseas who didn't have all those distractions, all that bullshit, and yeah, they say focus on just basketball. Yeah, yeah, it's totally different than it was. So he's an animal. Where do you rank him among among the best players right now, Luca? Top one or two. Really? Yeah, he's, he's a beast. He's so good. And he's adding stuff to his game this summer. I mean, he's going to come back even better. Thank you. Yeah, he's amazing, man. Yeah, Luke, no, Luke is one of a kind. What's your, uh, what's your thoughts on all right. the California people moving to Texas? Come on. I don't care. Just come to Texas. Potential season ticket holders. Yeah, is that helping? Has that helped Matt's yeah, business? Sure. Yeah, for sure. I mean, not just from California, but the fact that so many people are coming oh, to Dallas. Yeah. You know, we're, Dallas is like top three in destination cities now. Now, the good news is we sell tickets. The bad news is like, you know, they'll root for the Lakers or the Clippers or whoever, wherever city they came from. But that's okay. You've got to stay in Texas long enough. Then they'll start, you know. No, I'm not worried about that at yeah. all. Yeah, for sure. They're trying to get away from California for sure. Yeah, taxes and everything. I'm fine with that. All right, what, what do you think about the the LIV? Have you seen all that? I know you're not a golfer. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, the live stuff? Yeah. I thought you were going to ask me what it was like to go to live. No, um, no, no. <laughs> I know you've been there, though. Um. We could talk about living. Like, do you think that gets Miami? crazy? Yeah. That's probably more interesting. Like, uh, the Saudis just come There's in there. There's a price for everything. Yeah. Right? Here's the way I look at it from a golfer's perspective. You know, you bust your ass and you there's complete uncertainty. You don't know how much you're going to make. Maybe you have some sponsors. Maybe you're doing some deals. And that's great. You're making some money. But you have a limited lifespan in, in your golf career. Yeah. And if you're apolitical, you're not really into politics one way or the other, and someone offers you $30, $40, 50000000 million dollars, your family is more important than what the media is going to say about you. Right. You think that scares any other leagues that this is happening like that? I don't know that it scares other leagues, um, but it makes us pay attention. Yes, yeah. for sure. Because, you know, who knows what, for what other sport or what other, you know, country, whatever it may be that 
is going to come in and try to buy recognition. Right. It's fucking nuts. What was your favorite Shark Tank investment ever? Probably get that a lot, but um, it was. I was a curious about this. Yeah, um, it was a company called Cycloramic, and it was an interesting story because when um, they came in, it was when the iPhone five was happening, and the iPhone five, the bottom of it was flat, but then the iPhone changed, so you couldn't, so you couldn't stand it up, so they had to pivot. And they started doing something called computer vision, which is, you know, kind of computers and, and video and AI all combined. And we got them into the automotive industry. And fast forward three years later, maybe Carvana bought them for a lot of money. And so that was one of my favorites. Are, are you up all time on Shark Tank investments? No, nah, not am I up like up financially? Yeah. Oh, no, I've gotten beat. Really? <laughs> a couple. What was your biggest loss? My biggest loss was probably a million dollars. Um. There was this company that had, um, oh, what the hell was it called? But you would blow into it and it did alcohol detection. And it was a great idea yeah. and actually a decent product. But like the guy, Charles, um, I look at his Instagram and he'd be in Bora Bora. And I look at his oh, Instagram. This guy's oh, shit. Yes. What? Two weeks later, and he'd be in Vegas partying, you know, then he'd be on Nectar Island with Richard Branson. And I'd, I'd text him, like, what the fuck are you doing? You're supposed to be working. Oh, no, I'm networking. Next thing you know, all the money's gone. And the company, you know, oh, no, but, hell? and then the next thing, oh, I mean, it's just like, yeah. So that was my biggest beating. Do you blow up on these guys or you just say, fuck there's it? There's no point. Yeah, there's no point. It ain't going to change. It ain't going to get Maybe he was testing back. the product, though. What's that? He's probably testing the product. Get wasted. Yeah, yeah get it wasted and making sure it yeah. worked. Going and around. Yeah, he just yeah, it was not cool at all. Do you ever worry about since Shark Tank's a part of Disney, like how you have to be so like PC? I mean, they're a little worry? bit like that. Like so, Shark Tank, what you see on air, the ten or twelve or fourteen minutes gets cut down from like thirty minutes to ninety minutes, depending on the deal. And so we know it gets edited, but a lot of times the the people coming in pitching, they don't know how edited is it it is. And so I'll curse and I'll you know I'll I'll be like. What the fuck are you trying to you know <laughs> yeah. shit like that? And you see everybody going like this, but um, they won't let us curse. But they'll, they're pretty open with us. But the, the, there's there's dumb shit too that Disney makes us do. Like you can't have a URL on any product. You can't. They won't let us say the URL. And it's been like that since the beginning. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Why can't you say you know cosplusdrugs.com? Yeah. It's still not a good explanation, but. You know, you can only like beat your head against the wall so many times before he was like, like, okay. at what point is it like, it's too much promo. I don't get it. It's already, the whole thing is, I, I don't know. I can't even explain it. It makes no sense to me whatsoever. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. How much of that is like making money or just trying to like help people out for me? Yeah. I did 99.99% just to, because it teaches kids about the power of entrepreneurship and that the American dream is alive and well. And you can be, you know, a, 14 year old in some small town in Iowa and come up with an idea in your garage. And the next thing you know, you're standing on the carpet in shark tank mm -hmm. firing away, Yeah, you know, and anything's possible. And if you can, you know, just like cost plus drugs can change the drug industry. If I can, you know, inspire, um, entrepreneurs, young entrepreneurs to come out and do something like y'all, you know, are young enough that 10 years ago, you know, now we we're, we're getting ready to shoot season 14 next week. You know, you all were just kids when this shit started to happen. And so, you know, if we can inspire people like y'all to go out there and just start companies, that's huge. You give a lot back. I saw a clip yeah. of you getting fined. Uh, I think it was like 15000 Oh, yeah, 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 for the, the yeah. fuck it clip. And then, you were, and then you were like, well, I could do, if I do it again, you're you like, fuck it. Yeah. Yeah. What happened 30. with that? He, he, he was getting fined. Why would you get so, fined? No, I played in a League of Legends tournament, right? And <laughs> Let's I'm awful. go! I'm awful, right? Let's fucking yeah. go. Wait, no. you, do you still play League? Mm-mm. 
Oh, I've been, oh, I've been playing so hard. I tried that. You're playing on a PC. Harder than hard. You're playing on PC. Um, yeah, it had to right. And it was in a tournament. It was like a celebrity deal, where I was like the one newbie, right? And so, um, and we ended up losing. And I thought, but anyways, um, and I was cursing while we were doing it. And so, there were it was to raise money for charity. And so the host brought me on stage, and they're like, "You're being fine um, because you cursed, and yeah. you're being fined fifteen thousand dollars." And she has the mic there. What do you think about that? And so she hands me the mic and I go, well, does that mean if I curse again, I get fined again? She goes, yes. I go, fuck it. <laughs> it was going to kids though. It was going to kids. Yeah. It was going yeah. to smile. Yeah. For exactly. Wait, so kids. Shark Tank yeah. find you? No, it wasn't no, Shark Tank. This, oh, this is the League of Legends. Legends. Oh, oh, shit. Yeah, but it was, was for charity. Fine? Can you talk about it or not? Um, it was 15 grand. 15 times two, yeah. 30 grand. Yeah. So it was worth it. Legends, bro. Yeah, it was worth it. Yeah. Yeah. You play League? Yeah. I stream so that fucking I love hard. it, dude. It's it hard. So hard. Do you play it at all anymore now? Do you no, play any video games now? No, not really. I played, you know, I'll play um I mean I played Fortnite for a while and then um what's the one when they rolled off the um it just came back. They just made a Fall Guys? Fall Guys. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I played oh, some of that. I love this guy, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like cuz I got a 12-year-old son and he's Yo. doing it just to, Yeah. I'm a big nerd, sorry. I love video games. No, I mean, yeah. yeah. Damn, dude. <laughs> Are you still a Pens fan? Hockey? Anything Pittsburgh, I'm a fan. Yeah. Doing the parts. You, you like Crosby? Yeah, Sid, yeah, for sure. And, and Malkin. Yep. Do you have anything, Brad? Do you want to pitch anything real quick? Oh, yeah, for the shark, for well, the shark. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Like baby shirts for ripped guys? Uh, yeah, or? I was thinking like, <laughs> like, I was thinking like, I was seriously like. I can't even look at you. You got to change it. Dude, go to dinner or some shit. Jacob's fucking shirt, man. He has my shirt on. I spilled coffee on it. I didn't want to come in here with coffee stain and talk to fucking okay. Mark Cuban. I was embarrassed, man. So I'm wearing Anything you want to pitch or are you good? I think I just think like we should. I think you know. Think about this. We should go on Shark Tank with something. That'd be amazing. You should imagine all this, the boys. Right? We, yeah, for sure. We're trying to be in shape. Everyone's trying to get in shape. A lot of guys are trying to look be in shape, right? Yep. What I if we you. just was like we created a, a clothing brand company where every every size it was just one size down, so you looked bigger. You see what I'm saying? So a large is a medium. I think you just that like you know right because you could just buy a smaller. Sure. I'm out. Yeah, I'm out. Oh, you're out. You're not. It's not. <laughs> nah, it's not that's like, terrible. You know, if, if you should that's wear an XL you. and you just buy an L, oh, that's the shit. same thing. Yeah. Right? But like, but you want to still feel big, so you buy an L. You don't want to buy a medium. It's like right. You no, be, but you want more to be fitted. Like you just little little padding here because that's not those aren't real. Oh, so we're gonna add some some density <laughs> to it. Yeah, a little. Oh, a little, that might be the, what I'm yeah. A little bit fitted, right? Because. Okay. You know, because the problem, like when you're getting in shape, you still got that little pudge right there, yeah. right? And you want to squeeze it in. Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah, it's tiny. You'd buy a few of those. I feel like no, I'm good. Like the padded chest. No, I think we're about to do a happy dad partnership with the Clippers Arena. Oh yeah, how do we do something with the Mavs? Just email me and I'll, I'll connect you to the right people. Well, that's lit. We're doing really good in Texas. I think that's oh, our are? biggest state. So that's cool. Texas is amazing. Awesome. Shout out Texas. I fucking Shout love out Texas. Yeah, I think this is like, so. What kind of electrolytes you guys put in? They're good. You check them out. Some good macros, right, Brad? Yeah. yeah do you drink it all or no? Yeah, I'll drink for sure. Yeah. What's your drink of choice? I was asking. I was actually like curious. either Bud Light or Tito's and soda. <laughs> Fuck. Okay. I, can't. I mean, I could. I don't know. I was so that. curious. Have what? you ever shotgun before? Yeah. You gonna try and make him shotgun? I'm no, I'm not gonna start freaking now telling me I got shit. I got to do. Yeah. What the <laughs> hell? No, dude? me too. No, I'm not going to. Yeah. I got a lot of meetings and shit. Yeah. You have stuff to do. So I've got. I can show you a video of me chugging against Post Malone. So I've got Post Malone. Same type of conversation, right? Do you drink? Do you party? Da 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 da. We just had him on too. Two like two weeks ago. And so he was in Atlanta for NBA All Star, was it or whatever? No, Super Bowl maybe. And I was partying with him after one of his concerts. And he has all these people there and he's just pounding, right? And chugging against all these people. 
And he's like, okay, come on. Let's see what you got. I can try. Bam. Just like gone. Gone. You can beat delete him. him? Oh, Wait, did you beat him? Fuck yeah. What was his him? reaction? He was like, holy shit. Yeah. I'm Damn. Like, gotta get cable, bro. <laughs> <laughs> That's dope. Oh, yeah. Oh, I think man. this is awesome, bro. Yeah. Really appreciate Mark, it. Thank you, bro. Yeah, you're fucking awesome. Mark Cuban. Appreciate it, bro. Appreciate it, guys. Thank you, bro. Let's go. That was awesome. That was dope. That was fun.